How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Obviously, 53-man roster cuts occurring today. 4 p.m. is the deadline. The Jets have already made a ton, and even some pretty surprising ones, if I might add. You know, we had our 53-man projection yesterday, um, and a lot of these guys are definitely surprising. And I, I think that this is an interesting situation where the Jets probably are looking at the waiver wire themselves and saying, we can probably get better players or at least more impact, maybe better scheme fits. Um, but, you know, with that being said, let's start off with our first one here, Jason Pinnock. This is an interesting one. Safety has been getting some reps with the first team. I think definitely would be um, brought back to the practice squad if he clears waivers. But if I'm looking at it, if I'm another team that has, you know, some some weakness in the secondary, Pinnock looks like a pretty solid depth piece to me. And he might not make it through waivers, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Pinnock and how are you do it today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. To start here with Pinnock. I mean, Definitely a surprise. The guy who was getting first team reps throughout the spring when Lamarcus Joyner was recovering from injury. Pinnock, you talk about a guy who's 23 years old, a fifth round pick just last year, and was changing positions with a ton of both physical and athletic upside, height, weight, length, speed, explosiveness, quickness. I mean, this this is a very uh you know, a young player with a lot of traits and you know could continue to develop. And like you said, I think that's the reason why he probably does end up getting claimed. I mean he was certainly a surprise. We're going to talk about the other safety as well. And really the trickle effect from there that both Ashton Davis and undrafted free agent rookie Tony Adams, both, you know, initially here survived the, you know, final 53. So definitely, you know, some surprises there at the safety position. And, you know, Pinnock was a guy I think we were both, you know, optimistic about moving forward. And, you know, certainly interesting here to, to see him get released was definitely a bit of a shock, I think, to most people and probably the headliner today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and Ashton Davis is still on the roster, right? Yes, I think, honestly, the few things it boils down to with him, similar to Pinnock, I mean, the special teams, I mean, the uh, athletic traits to begin with, I think are, you know, very hard to give up on just with a recent third round pick and a guy who, you know, hasn't fully developed just based on the, you know, lack of availability to this point and, like I, like I was going to say there, the special teams value that Ashton Davis provides, I think really probably gave him, you know, a bit of, uh, you know, uh, more value just in terms of, you know, the the backups at the safe position for the Jets. Interesting. Yeah, that, I do think that makes sense. You know, Will Parks, obviously a veteran there. Um, he also got cut in the same sentence there. So, you know, you got Jason Pinnock and Will Parks. Both of them looked pretty solid during preseason. Uh, surprising. Uh, but Ashton Davis, by the skin of his teeth, makes the roster once again. And I do not like him as a player, for the record. But I guess the special teams value there uh, does stand out, especially, you know, you got you got Jordan Whitehead, you got LaMarcus Joyner, um, Ashton Davis. And, you know, this is a uh, – and who's strong? Who's playing strong safety now then? Whitehead. Whitehead will Whitehead. start there. You know, so Whitehead will play – And Joyner free safety. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. This is a Jets defense that is young and old at the same time. <laughs> they have guys like Joyner back there. Then you have Sauce Gardner, who literally didn't even get a target um, toward him in preseason, so he looked really good. But the next one on the list is Tevin Coleman. You know, this is one that you that we both had on the projected 53-man roster, and, um, you know, he's a veteran. I thought he probably was going to make it, and Ty Johnson makes the roster instead, and didn't Robert Sala say he was going to be a third down back or something like that? Or I heard something about that, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, that, that was tweeted by a beat reporter. I, I don't necessarily put a ton into that. I think with Tevin Coleman though, like you said, it was certainly a shock. I think the main thing though, to keep in mind, and the jets did this with Ryan Griffin last year, the tight end was, you know, an older veteran who's probably not, you know, you're talking about the running back position and, the premium on youth. And I don't know if Coleman will necessarily be prioritized to waivers as much as these guys. And 
I think the main point, you know, is that you probably want to try that. Supposedly they want to try and bring him back. They, they probably just want to do it with like a non guaranteed salary for the year. I think his base salary consisted of like 250,000 fully guaranteed. So I think they want to try and get him back on, you know, a lesser or possibly no guarantees uh, amount if they can. And I think that's probably what you're looking at here. If, you know, he's still available in a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Coleman um, definitely has the veteran experience, has had some injury issues, but ultimately uh, they want to go with some younger options, maybe someone that they feel more is reliable. Zonovan Knight, did he did he get cut as well? No, he he's him and he Ty both are still there. They both made it? Okay. So that could change. Um, yep. I, I think to follow up with Coleman, what the Jets could do is, you know, maybe they felt like Zonovan Knight was going to be, you know, a potential waiver claim for a lot of teams this kind of protects him in a sense to where if they bring Coleman back in a couple of days, maybe they, you know, just move some parts there and put Knight on the practice squad without having to worry about going through waivers. I think that's mm. definitely something to keep an eye on. That definitely makes a lot of sense if they're trying to like, you know, apply, just play that game. I know a lot of teams are kind of releasing veterans or people that, you know, otherwise will be on the starting roster and just re-signing them back like a couple of days later just to clear the, the, the spot and then, you know, move a guy to the practice squad without the waiver claim period. Um, but then you have uh, Javelin Gidry, another player, you know, interesting. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Javelin Gidry and, and, and him being released today? I, I think this was definitely from yesterday's set of moves, the, the biggest surprise to Jets fans, a guy who, you know, wasn't fully 100% locked in. But I think just based on as an undrafted free agent, a guy with blazing, like, you know, ridiculous speeds, um, a guy who showed some versatility both in the slot and on the outside. You know, it was definitely a surprise. A guy who can help on special teams, obviously, with that 4-2 speed he has. And, you know, he's just turned 24 years old this month. Um, plays, you know, a valuable premium position and looked, you know, slated once again to be the backup to Michael Carter, the second in the slot. And now Jeff Andrew wondering, is that going to be Brandon Eccles, who they, you know, kind of transitioned there to the inside as MC2's backup? Does that maybe become LaMarcus Joyner in a pinch, you know, if they need somebody to fill in for Carter? But Ultimately, you you got to hope that Carter stays healthy and you know continues to build like he showed in that giant game the other day. And Gidry's a guy I, I would guess you never really know what the rest of the NFL feels because every team is getting rid of players that they like. There's a reason that these guys are obviously in camp with them to this point. But I, I would you know love Gidry back on the practice squad, but I think at this point in time it's really hard to speculate which way this can play out. Yeah, there's a lot of cornerback depth on the market. Um, you know, going through waivers, so we'll see. Uh, Keandre Thomas, a guy from the Green Bay Packers, is also pretty solid. He, I think, he gave up eight yards on eight targets um, this preseason with twelve tackles to boot. So you know, pretty solid two pass breakups. I think or maybe eight tackles and two pass breakups. So pretty solid player over there uh, that maybe the Jets or Giants or another team may, may be intrigued by. But there are some cornerbacks that you know could serve as serviceable uh, depth that may be a little bit better. Javelin Gidry, like you said, really, really good uh, athleticism. Uh, but maybe they're hoping that he just sneaks through waivers and you know they were trying to protect some other guys, maybe like Zonovan Knight. Um, then you have Jonathan Marshall, you know, defensive lineman. This, this is another one. The Jets obviously have had some issues in terms of stopping the run. Marshall made a pretty solid impression. Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on him and, and his uh, impact so far? For sure. I mean, somehow we're looking at Nathan Shepard going into his fifth year with the Jets. I mean, it's really hard to figure out what exactly they see. I mean, I know that Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Jeff Ulbrich, Aaron Whitecott, and they all feel so great about Nathan Shepard. But it's another one of those situations where we just haven't seen it in a live game. And in this preseason, I think you both you saw both Tanzel Smart and Marshall really make some splash plays. And again, just the, you know, favoritism towards Shepard here, I, I guess, plays out. And 
Marshall was, you know, similar to Pinnock. I mean, a day three pick in 2021 with loads of athletic upside through the roof. And, you know, it was starting to show some glimpses this uh, this preseason, along with a guy like a Jamie and Sherwood, who obviously is on the roster. But you were starting to see some guys show some progress. And, you know, hopefully they can get Marshall back. I mean, that's a tough one with the just athletic traits that, you know, he's gifted with to really see him go at such an early point. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, injuries do happen. These guys come back. They go all, all over the place. Um, definitely an interesting kind of period. But the next one, Delshawn Phillips, um, another one, and, and Chuma Doga too. Like Chuma Doga, this is that was a surprise. The Jets tried to trade him. The report that the Dallas Cowboys were trying to acquire him probably was true, but I think that they were probably like, we could probably just claim him off waivers um, and, and maybe take a shot there. And, you know, clearly the I, I think this one is surprising. They obviously think Matt, Max Mitchell is good enough to be that kind of swing tackle for now. Um, did Connor McDermott make it or is he gone? He, it's interesting because he's currently injured. So I don't know if they're going to if he's going to be on the initial 53 or if they can designate him to an injured list. That, that still remains to be seen here. Interesting. OK, so they uh, we'll see how they kind of go with that. But Juma Doga gone now. I imagine they're going to try and claim somebody to help at offensive tackle. 100%. It seemed like Chuma was really locked in as that swing tackle, you know, the third player there behind George Fant and Dwayne mm-hmm. Brown. But, you know, they obviously just let him go here recently. And there was some trade speculation yesterday from uh, Aaron Wilson. I want to say it was a pro yeah. football network. And, you know, I guess nothing ended up coming to fruition. Like you said, I mean, there was always that outside chance the Jets were going to just cut a doga. And obviously in this case, it played out like that. I think Offensive tackle, defensive tackle, safety are really the three positions to keep an eye on here through waivers from other teams for the Jets mm-hmm. to really, you know, add. I mean, those are a couple of, you know, the, the backup tackle, not like a starter by any means. But like you said, you want to keep Max Mitchell, you know, and his development as, uh, you know, fair to him as you possibly can. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, we'll see what they do there. Offensive tackle definitely could use a bit more depth. Most teams would probably agree with that. You know, it's really hard to find good offensive linemen these days. Um, but any other guys that you thought, you know, maybe was interesting that they got released? I know this is kind of the primary ones, but I imagine probably a couple more. Bradley yeah, and I mean, Delshawn Phillips, um, Isaiah Dunn, uh, Bradley and I, there, there were definitely a couple. And I Calvin think Jackson. Calvin Jackson, and supposedly they're going to try and get him back on the practice squad. That's what multiple reports have indicated. Um, but I think the good thing that you can take from it is that you know, I saw something today. It was from like two years ago. The Jets, like four top four receivers, were guys that were like undrafted free agents, and they had a guy who was with the team for a day. So, like, this team is certainly better under Joe Douglas, and I think that's why you're seeing, you know, even some fans voice some frustration with guys like Gidry and Pinnock, Parks, Tevin Coleman. You know, those guys, and um, it speaks volumes just to the improved depth and that you know this team, while it's not perfect, and you know we're not viewing them currently as like a Super Bowl contender, but they're certainly making strides and, you know, continue to expect Joe Douglas has done some things to waivers, whether it's John Franklin Myers, Braxton Berrios, Quincy Williams. I mean, he's definitely, you know, added in this, you know, avenue in the past and gotten some good talent. So I definitely would keep an eye on a couple of things. Obviously a Denzel Mims trade in the next 24 to 48 hours could potentially shake up some things. And I think those three positions, like I said, you know, third tackle, defensive tackle, safety, um, definitely a couple positions to keep a close eye on. And like I said, I think Tony Adams was the one surprise to really see make it. I, I guess you could throw Ty Johnson into that mix as well. But, uh, you know, it, this is just the initial, you know, 53. There's always, you know, some tinkering that teams make. And, you know, we'll see what JD continues to do here. Absolutely. And, yeah, this is not a finished product. This team will definitely make some changes over the next uh, couple of days 
and definitely through the waiver wire. So we'll see how to, how this kind of shakes out, especially some of the depth positions here, but we'd love to hear your perspectives on some of these players, my friends in the YouTube comments. There are some interesting guys that the jets decided to move on from that. You know, we don't necessarily agree with. And I thought panic was one. A lot of people were very uh, surprised by Coleman too. And you know how they're going to use Ty Johnson, Will Parks and Tuma Doga. That was definitely one that caught me off guard and Marshall as well. So love to hear your thoughts on some of these guys. Um, you know, just kind of your overall perspective on maybe guys that you think they should have kept around or um, some options on the waiver wire that maybe they should bring in to help support this team. Always curious to hear your perspectives and opinions. But as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe below on the YouTube channel. Appreciate all the love. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. <laughs>